This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you are listening to episode 29. And we're podcasting from the beach. That's right. Perdido Key, Florida. I'm sitting here on the beach with the surf right here in front of me. And I figured this would be a great time, a great place to podcast. So episode 29 of the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com. So what's on the menu when we're here at the beach? What do we eat? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Uh, I actually got my wife back on the show. Can you believe it? Uh, she's been gone for a long time, and we haven't heard from her. Uh, I, and I don't know why. I think it's just a timing issue. Every time I'm ready to record, she's uh, busy doing something else. But anyway, we're on vacation. We're here in Florida, and uh, I finally got to you know sit down with her and actually record a segment. And we are going to talk about cooking, what we do when we're here in Florida. Uh, we're at Char's parents' condo. Uh, in Perdido Key, Florida, and it's uh, it's wonderful. We get to come here, I don't know, two, three times maybe uh, a year, and it's just it's so delightful. Uh, we've been here for almost a week. We left Tuesday night from uh, Covington. We left Covington, and we got, uh, let's see, today's Monday. I started recording this yesterday, but uh, I had to cook. <laughs> Go figure. And last night, and I just lost track of time and ended up being too late. I couldn't record. So I'm finishing this up today. And I'm so glad that you're here. we got good dishes on the menu. I've got a couple of recipes for you, an interview at a world-famous seafood market. Uh, and we ha- we're going to talk about a throwdown as well. So all this and more, Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. Well, I'm up in the condo right now, and uh, it's probably around, yeah, about 4.40 in the afternoon. We, it's been a very lazy day today. Today's Sunday, and I'm recording this probably two days later than I wanted to, uh, but uh, that, that's okay. We're on vacation. Uh, anyway, we're up in the condo right now. We're still here. We've been here pretty much all day. Went out to Mass earlier at uh, St. Thomas-by-the-Sea right down the road, and um came up. I've been working, doing some stuff on uh, the computer today on my laptop. I've got lots of work to uh, catch up on. And uh, we did some leftovers for lunch. I am now, and the reason why I'm talking to you right now, I am grilling jalapeno poppers. Jalapeno poppers. And I want to tell you about them uh, while I'm up here and I got them on the grill. I can smell them. You can't smell them, but I can smell them and they smell awesome. Uh, So poppers, what are they? Well, basically you take your jalapeno peppers and don't forget to wear gloves, okay? You need to wear some uh, plastic gloves or those, uh, what do they call them, Uh, rubber gloves. Uh, You can get them at a, matter of fact, one of the places you can get them that's that's probably the best place is, uh, let's see, let's go over here where the cabinet is and I've got the dryer going in the background. Uh, What do they call them? Let me see what they call them. Can't reach, I'm too short. Oh my goodness. Vinyl, okay, vinyl gloves. These are the kind of gloves that um, uh, many men won't know this, but uh, ladies, if you go out to a beauty shop and you get your hair done, whether it's permed or colored or whatever, um, I realize that perms are like 1980. But anyway, uh, they'll use these gloves. They'll wear these gloves so they don't get, (coughs) excuse me, they don't get the, uh, the dye 
if they're coloring your hair, they won't get the dye on their fingers. Uh, so anyway, you, you can use those kind of gloves. You just handle the, the peppers with the gloves because uh, jalapenos can really burn your skin if you're dealing with them just with your, you know, your naked hand. Um, and, and the burn can last for a few hours. So uh, I, would, I would caution you against doing that. If you have strong hands, you can handle the heat, then fine, that's great, go for it. Uh, but most people, and myself included, uh, we wear uh, gloves just to protect ourselves. And, oh, also, don't touch your eyes when you're dealing with peppers. Anyway, you take your jalapeno peppers and you, uh, you, you chop the stem off at the end, and then you cut them lengthwise in half. And what you want to do is take a spoon. I use a spoon. I'm sure there are other utensils that you could use. But I, I take a spoon and I scrape out carefully because... Some of the jalapeno juice and the pepper itself can, can splatter, and if it does, it, it may get in your eyes, and that's not good. Anyway, you, you scrape gently the inside of the pepper on both halves, and you want to take out the seeds, but not only the seeds, you want to take out that white, uh, what do they call that? It's, it's a, a white uh, something. Veins, I think they call it. Uh, you want to take that out as well. Uh, so take everything out. It should be completely green inside the pepper. Now that will reduce the heat of the pepper uh, when you eat it. Uh, the, 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 the heat is really in the, pep in the uh, seeds and also the, the white-looking veins inside of the jalapeno pepper. So you take that out. And, of course, we're calling it jalapeno. A lot of people call it jalapeno which is actually the correct way of doing it. And, and uh, for Spanish speakers, you know that, jalapeno. Uh, but a lot of times we just say jalapeno. Anyway, uh, let's see, what else? Well, this is what I'm doing. Uh, I take the jalapenos, and I've, I've done five of them. I'm doing these in batches. I did five peppers, so that's 10 poppers uh, total. And I, I got the peppers ready, and then I moved over to the chorizo. I took some chorizo sausage, and I cut it out of the casing. Now this is raw sausage, so it's just, it's, it's loose, right? It's minus the casing. And I mix that with uh, about half a cup or so of uh, uh, shredded cheddar cheese. Now I had a block of cheddar and I shredded it myself. And you just kind of mix that up really well. And then what you do is you kind of, with your hands, you form balls uh, of, of the sausage and the cheddar mix and you lay that into, you form it and lay it into uh, the pepper. And, you know, it, it maybe rises up above the, the, the edge of the pepper about, I don't know, half an inch. I don't know. I, I'm not good with those kind of estimations. But it'll, it'll come out of the pepper, basically. So you, uh, you do that with all the peppers. And uh, just for your information, I used two, only two links of, uh, of the sausage for... 10 total, right, 10 poppers. So if you're going to gauge the measurements, then, then that may be a good way to, uh, to go about doing that. Uh, once I've done, I'm done putting the, uh, the sausage into the peppers, I take uh, bacon and take strips of bacon and I slice the bacon in half uh, crossways so you have two pieces and then just wrap it around the popper and I stick a toothpick in there to keep the bacon in place. I uh, preheated my grill up to uh, medium heat, and I uh, just went and put those poppers down. Once it was heat, uh, heated, just put them on the grill, and uh, they've been grilling for quite a while. You want the pepper to get soft, first of all, and of course the sausage needs to cook. 
So I kept them on there probably 10, 10, 12 minutes or so, and then turned them over, cooked again for another 10 or 12 minutes on medium heat. And what I found, I just went out and checked them, and I, I had to turn them again. So I, I'm, I'm keeping them on there. I really like, I don't like crunchy peppers. I want, I want soft jalapeno peppers. So um, anyway, that is my recipe for these uh, grilled sausage stuffed jalapeno peppers. If you want something really good as an appetizer, I'd encourage you to try these out. They're fantastic. And if you do, call me, 985-635-4974. Call me and let me know how they came out. Well, we just had the poppers, and I'm very, very sad that I made so few. What do you think, Char? Well, I think they were perfect, and we had a perfect amount, honey. Oh. <laughs> Isn't more, like, better? No. No? Not well, always. What kind of grill do we do them on? Electric. An electric grill. Awesome. At the condo, they, uh, they don't allow... Uh, charcoal or gas you have to use electric and uh, Char's parents have uh, electric grill here and I'm so impressed with it as a matter of fact I like to get one for my uh, for my house <laughs> it was it was great well we, we had one from a hand-me-down one at one point um, long time ago what was it I'm trying to think yeah. Weber Weber. Oh, Weber. Weber yeah and that's where that was like when we first got married and you know, a friend had come over and had cooked on it and was so impressed with how well it cooked as well. I mean, it's, I know it's not as uh, rustic. Uh, fancy or whatever. But I tell you what, it's a clean, um, it's a clean cook. It's a clean cooking grill and it's, <laughs> it's an even cooking grill. It, well, you can keep nice. the temp uh, steady, you know, you can keep it at a set temperature, which is really good. Yeah. But anyway, they were great little poppers. Tell me about them. What, Jeff what was, was very impressed with himself. And, um, <laughs> First time I did them. Um, he, yeah. Anyway, I don't. I, they were just really good. It was nice, and it tastes great with a margarita. And were they really, really like hot and spicy? No, no they, they were. were not. But they were jalapenos. Why weren't they spicy? Because we took all the seeds out and the white part, which are the, 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 the veins pit. inside. Yeah, the, but that, does, that pit doesn't make it hot. Yeah, well, that's what I heard today. Oh, really? Does, yeah. And in addition to that, I think that grilling them and making them like really, really soft, that takes out some of the heat. heat. I guess maybe it's the juices of the, the pepper itself kind of draining out. I'm know. sure Alton Brown would know. Alton Brown. Alton Brown, I'm sure would, would know. know everything. I know. But we don't know the chemistry well, behind the we pepper. we have watched a little bit of Alton Brown while we're here. Yeah. I love that show. We learned all about bananas. Or that was me. You were sleeping, right? Yeah. yeah. Learned about bananas. What, what show was it that you saw? Steak. Flank steak. Oh, it was. It was steak. steak. Yeah, flank steak, which I cooked for the first time, like, what, a week ago? No, it wasn't flank steak. Not quite a week ago? And skirt. Skirt, skirt steak. Skirt steak, which is the first. I, that's right. I cooked that just, uh... Right, right. It was awesome. It was a good show. It was a good so, show. We got to meet Allison, that's right. Christopher got to shake his hand. Um, and Grace. 
never wash the hand again. <laughs> yeah, out in rocks. So, all right. Anything else you want to say? They were we... good. It's time to hit the beach. All right. Well, let's do it. Wow, something smells good. Those uh, goodies in there. Granny, Granny Pocket, the goody lady? My goodness, she makes some good goodies. She's got a thing. It's like a, uh, it's like a, uh, cookies, shortbread chocolate icing between very, it's good. Uh, it's very good. Woo. We're out here on the beach. Uh, it's, uh, it's a gorgeous day. It's actually late in the afternoon. It's around five o'clock or so. Uh, kids are out there playing in the water, and you know, the Gulf of Mexico, uh, since we've been here last, uh, well, we got here last Tuesday night, uh, it's been kind of windy and, and, and wavy most of the day, uh, but today it's like almost glass. You look out there on the water, and it's almost like glass. It's it's amazing. So the kids are right here. They're looking for hermit crabs. I think they found about 500 so far. Um, well, actually, maybe more like 5 or 10. <laughs> Anyway, they, they, I don't know what they think they're going to do with them. I mean, we can't, like, bring them home or anything. we got to carry that in the van. That's crazy. Um, but they're having fun doing it, and uh, we're having fun just sitting here hanging on the beach. Here's Char. Hello. Now, you haven't heard from her in quite a while, but she is here with me. We're going to talk about what we've eaten so far. We're on vacation. We've been here for, well, we're going to be here a, a week total. We're not leaving until Wednesday and uh, we have, you know, when we're on vacation, we like to do a couple things, just kind of lounge around and do nothing, and also we love to cook. So what have we eaten this past week so far? Well, I think the first thing we did was make some sandwiches because we have a panini grill here. So we grilled some Italian sandwiches with salami and ham and provolone and uh, olives and peppers and olive oil. olive oil and Greek seasoning and those were good. Yeah, they were good. You know, um, I've, I think I've bread and cheesed myself out, man. <laughs> I'm gonna like <laughs> go home and fast for a week or so. Um, and we grilled some, we did some curry chicken one night and at about 10 o'clock, you know, at night, Jeff style, late, yeah, yeah. late, late, um, about to kill me. And then we've had some, um, a hermit. you found a hermit, no, a mass, a it's like this, hermit crab, a hermit crab, and it shall. oh, cool, um, we have had some, oh, you grilled lamb, and that was really nice. It was. Huh? It was very, very had nice. I, uh, had it marinated. Olive oil. Olive oil, Greek seasoning. And, uh, okay, and, uh. Salt and pepper, huh? Jalapenos. That was the first time I used oh, jalapeno. jalapeno. Yeah, That's salt right. Salt and pepper, a lot of black pepper. Uh, jalapenos, first time I've used those as a, in a marinade. And that was great. And the salad, we made a big, huge salad with 
Romano cheese. And uh, you want me to just keep going here? Yeah, keep going. We We've had, had uh, some good stuff, so let's talk about it. Okay, we had some... Um, Oh my goodness, look at this huge. <gasps> oh my goodness, Christopher oh just found goodness. an absolutely amazing, Whoa. incredible, that huge hermit crab. Oh my Harry goodness. We're gonna, we're gonna have to get a picture there. of that big that old so ugly cool, looking the thing. Golly. It. But he says well, um, stick he it in the water and. I want to go throw that in the water. Alright. Okay. <laughs> oh, they're having a ball. Um, so the we, lamb, we did the lamb. We and then last night we did the. Uh, and grilled it. And yeah. It was delicious. It was um, center cut like a lamb. So it had just that little bitty bone in it. You know, we cut that out. That's real good. Really good. Great cut. Um, we did. Well, we picked up some. We went to Joe Patty's yesterday. We picked up some sushi. We get, And you will hear more about Joe Patty's uh, shortly. Uh, it's a place that we go to every time we're here. You know, we come down. I mean, we're we're staying in Char's parents' uh, condo. They've had this condo for probably almost as long as Char's been alive. Uh, it's right here in Pedido Key. And every time we come down, we go to Joe Patty's. It's a seafood market. It's huge, and it's like world famous. So you'll hear more about that shortly. And then we uh, we got some sushi, and then we found this little dive, little Greek like literally, kiosk. Literally a dive. <laughs> anyway. It was a, it was a trailer, basically, like a little bitty one-man trailer that was parked on the side of the road in the dirt and sand, surrounded by other junky-looking things. And it's, it was <laughs> Giorgio's Greek Food. And he served Greek food. And it, it was just, we had to take pictures. It looked awesome. I love dives, so it looked awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> You're so funny. Can you talk to him? I didn't talk to him. Oh, I talked to him for a, a long time. He was a trip. You're going to open up a store. Now we're going to have a hermit crab store if y'all want to come. Um, the kids want to sell hermit crabs to you. <laughs> anyway, we could maybe borrow George's kiosk. Maybe. Uh, Anyway, George was interesting. From he's from Crete. Did he say Athens? Athens? Okay, he's from Athens. He wanted to. His daughter was looking at a house on Crete, and he asked me if I wanted to adopt her because she, she's too expensive for him. That's what he told me. <laughs> anyway, we picked up a euros and um, a couple, and so we had that with so sushi. Which is very... It doesn't really go together, but, you know... Typical. Uh, it, it's vacation, so... So, anyway. And we'd had gelato. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we had gelato. That was at Joe Patty's. They had um, homemade gelato. So, we, the, ki the kids were being very patient there. So, we, we got them that. So, we had a little Italian, little Japanese, little uh, Greek, and then a little seafood at the end, huh? Because we um, did, did steam some royal reds, which is a... It's a different sort of shrimp. It's an it's an inlet. Wait, it's an oh, it was a deep water. It's a deep water shrimp. Um, it has a very different texture than the inland shrimp that most of us are familiar eating here on the Gulf Coast. And um, they, I mean, we steamed them for um, two minutes exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
with some Old Bay and ap apple cider vinegar and Yeah, so they were really good and made a cocktail sauce. And um, and then Jeff made these poppers today. Ooh, they were good. And that was good. I didn't make enough of them. So we are enjoying it. Uh, I have to say the the weather has been ideal, and the water has been completely perfect all week. It's it's unlike I'd say most most of the times I've been down here. I mean, this is like a once every 5 year sort of trip weather weather and um really water-wise because the water's, you know, often you have a lot of seaweed or you have a lot of jellyfish or it's just so so rough you can't get in. You know, more than a foot. And the, we've been able to let the kids just go out you know on their own without stressing out because it's been very calm and um, the water's just perfectly clear you can see straight to the bottom which is just lovely 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 it's um and it's been kind of overcast all week which is what i need because i can't take too much heat that's it huh? So where are we exactly? We're in Perdido Key, which is in the Panhandle of Florida. Uh, it's really close, actually, to the Alabama border. Matter of fact, one of the famous bars in this area is the Florabama. It's about a mile away from where we are. So we're about a mile. It's right there on the border, so it's about a mile. We're about a mile uh, into the Florida side from the Florida-Alabama border. And, you know, as I said earlier, we come down here maybe three, four times a year. Usually, at least we've been doing that the last few years. Uh, I, last time we were here was for uh, Gustav. Hurricane Gustav was coming our way. It looked like it was going to hit somewhere between Baton Rouge and Lafayette. And we figured the best place for us to go was east. We had the condo right here. We didn't have to pay for it. We could just come and stay here and buy our food and, and hang out and be away from uh, Gustav and its terrible winds. And we were sort of kind of right <laughs> that first night. I mean, first of all, evacuating is awful. And once we got here, I mean, the, the weather was, oh, it's terrible. You know, we got uh, hurricane doors on the balcony. Uh, we're supposed to protect the place from the wind. And, um, oh, my goodness, those things rattled all night like you wouldn't believe. And we, we were, uh, it was, I don't know, it was, it was scary. And, you know, we made it through the night, probably with little sleep. And the next day we went out, out and like looked. Oh, I was out. Char yeah. made it with very little sleep. No, I, I was sleeping the, the whole time. The next, uh, the next morning, though, we got out. We got up and went and looked out. The, I opened the hurricane doors. And, oh, my goodness, the, the water had gone up higher than I had ever seen it in my life. It's unbelievable yeah, it was how high the water was. It was higher. It was to the boardwalk. Wow. Yeah, it was almost to the... Before you went to bed. And then right. I woke up when the electricity went out. Jeff slept through the everything, okay? Well, that's... Yeah, I, I did. Uh, anyway, 
Um, I mean, the water, I mean, it, if you look at it, if you look at where the water actually came up to, it was close to, to breaking the dunes and going into the condos. Uh, the, the, the first floor condos, it was amazing. I've never seen it that high. Now, of course, Ivan did a ton of damage down here. And it took about four years to recuperate. But it was unbelievable. Yeah, basically, Perdido Key is kind of like a, ba a, a, a... Right, right, right. It's like a barrier island because uh, we have a strip. I mean, this strip of land is probably, I don't know, four or five football fields long. And then you... What? Longer? Wide? I mean, not wide. Not long. Wide. How wide is it from here to the bay? I mean, we're right in between the gulf on one side and the, the bay, Perdido Bay on the other side you know so width wise i mean it's probably a few football fields wide and that's it i mean, I mean two three four probably three or four i'm terrible with numbers so i have no idea what i'm talking about but it's not wide is my point it is not wide so the bay's over there the gulf's right here and um you know i mean the water i mean water can be dangerous you know I mean, first of all you got baptism baptism washes away original sin and as Paul says, you're baptized into the death of Christ. And so you don't want to be baptized more than once, you know, like by hurricane force winds in the Gulf of Mexico. So <laughs> once is enough. So uh, anyway, so that's where we are. Now, one thing I wanted to say also is that we've been able to take in a couple of cooking shows, you know, whenever we... we uh, forbid the children to turn the Disney Channel on. They've been watching Disney Channel since we pretty much got here. And, you know, we don't watch a whole lot of TV at home. Matter of fact, we have no TV signal, really, that comes into the house. We do have, uh, I guess, like a traditional antenna, a digital antenna now. Uh, but it doesn't really work. doesn't really work much. And uh, so we never watch it. Uh, but we, you know, we come to the, the condo, or if we go to my parents' house or Charles' parents' house in Baton Rouge, we will get a chance to watch TV. And, I mean, the kids want to watch Disney. They watch it all the time, Hannah Montana, all that, all that stuff. And, uh, but, but when we get a chance, we will turn on Food Network, of course, Catholic Foodie. And we've, we've gotten to take in a few, uh, a few shows. We saw uh, two episodes, I believe, of Bobby Flay and his throwdown, right, the Bobby, Bobby Flay throwdown. And uh, we, we saw a couple of episodes also of uh, Alton Brown's uh, Good Eats, which is probably one of my all-time favorite shows ever. Do you remember anything of the shows that we've seen? Anything stand out to you, honey? Um, I mean, it's always interesting and fun, and the food's always good. I don't know. Well, we did see uh, at least part of an episode of Rachel Ray when she was going around Philadelphia, Philadelphia restaurant, something or other, and all the food looked great, everything looked great, but man, she's she's gotten kind of big, huh? Yes, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, chefs in general, they start out skinny, they end up not skinny. You know, that's that that's just par for the course. That's part of you know the nature of the beast, there as they say. That have done the same thing. Right? Oh goodness gracious! Yeah, I mean, look at Emerald. I mean, Emerald. I mean, <laughs> I remember that back in the day when he was skinny. He, we can't call him skinny anymore. You know, uh, there, there are lots of them who have uh, done the same thing. So you look at people like uh, Rachel Ray and then Jada. I mean, you look at Jada, who's like thin as a rail, 
And the first question that pops in my mind is how long is that going to last, you know? Because they're cooking all this great food and they're eating. I mean, that's, you know, it's a a chef. She must not eat, eat, period. That's what we've determined. She must not eat. So uh, (laughs) any other... uh, any other shows that we've seen? We saw something else last night. It was uh, the Philadelphia thing, and there was something else. What was that? We watched, well, we were watching Ace of Cakes. Oh, yeah. Ace but, of Cakes. And we were watching um, Guy. Who's that? Guy does the, um, you know, the dives and diners. Oh, my goodness. That show is awesome. Those <laughs> diners, drive-ins, and dives. I think it's the name of it. Oh, wow. You talk about some good food, good looking stuff. None, none of it's healthy. None of it. It'll Absolutely kill not. It'll all kill you in probably two years. But it looks so awesome. And I love dives. I love hole in the wall dive restaurants. You know, mom and pop places, they make the best food. Uh, it's not pretentious, not ostentatious, but it is just good stuff. I mean, the, the, the places he saw, there were a few of them last, you know, on that show. That were actually they had some health conscious kind of choices on the menu. Uh, I mean, comparatively yeah. speaking, <laughs> oh, it looked great. Reminded me a few places that we knew in, in Baton Rouge. We were talking about was that Moon uh, Silver Moon Cafe. Moon we Cafe. used to go there. I don't even know if it's still there, but it was a very interesting place to go. Um, Basically, you there was a little chalkboard they'd write up, and when I say a little chalkboard, I mean it was a you know, like four by six, <laughs> it was like tiny. Dolphins again. Oh, wow! Um, oh, wow, look at all the dolphins. Uh, so, so like it, they'd offer a few entrees. Which were like smothered chicken, which is what I would always get. Um, I don't. What else did they offer? I don't know. Red beans and rice, sausage. Uh, no, it was. It was just kind of always the same menu every time. And then the sides were like green beans, salad, uh, sweet potatoes, or candied yams. Actually, they'd call them. And um, anyway, you basically would get the food and sit and eat and sweat. And I don't think they had right. air conditioner no in there. Air, no air conditioning. This was uh, what they call soul food, okay? It was soul food, no AC in the place. Mama to- was in the kitchen cooking, you know. And she and- ran for councilwoman at one point, too. But, I mean, she used to- <laughs> We're telling too many secrets on this. She used to sell drinks to underage kids. They'd go buy, a, a like, a case of, of beer, of cans of some cheap beer and sell it to kids at night. Anyway, but the food... <laughs> And, and Char knows this from personal experience. She used to go there and hang out. Uh, but, but you know what? Day, when you go there, a bunch of men in suits and everything. Yeah, yeah. And when you, yeah, oh yeah, people. I mean, all kind of people would go there. I mean, you have business people and all that. It was great food. It was really down home. I mean, really <laughs> down. I, I, Place I had no a, AC, a and you're sitting story. there. It was real tight knit. You know, if you wanted something to drink, you got two choices: ice water, iced tea. That was it. Ice water, iced tea. That was it. Or, or beer to the, no, or to the underage kids you got beer. Um, anyway, the funny thing is I had a friend come in, uh, Rob Roy Rodell. From, he went to Carnegie Mellon. And he came down and we brought him there and he ate those candy yams. Well, he, 
he was hilarious. He had to. He went back to meet Mama and kiss her because he just had never tasted anything so delicious in his whole life. <laughs> so he went home to Carnegie Mellon and actually wrote a paper on sweet on candied yams in Louisiana at Carnegie Mellon University, wow. which you can imagine um, must have. You know, I don't know what the teacher's response was, but. Um, Anyway, it's always a trip, but yeah, you just sit and sweat. You'd have to just, you know, have a napkin for your forehead because it was always, the, the food would make you sweat because it was hot and spicy. Uh, but anyway, we have to try to, we have to see if it's still there. Well, we need to go before summer's over. It's a hole in the wall. Right Dom. On, the, on the other side of the railroad tracks. It is. It's right <laughs> on the side of the tracks. Okay. Yeah, great. Like so, the wrong side of the tracks, yeah. But that has nothing to do with seafood or anything we've nope. done here at the beach. Nothing at all, but that's okay because we're on vacation. Uh-oh, Grace caught some more hermit crabs. So that, I mean, that that whole thing started, I think, with us wanting to talk about cooking shows. So that yeah. was, that the was there. Was and the dives. Oh, my goodness, the dives. Oh. All right, so we have, uh, we talked about that. And I was going to talk about what we've eaten here. We already did that. Got a few things on the menu still, and uh, we're going to get to those shortly. I guess I already asked Char about the poppers and what she th uh, thought about those, so we'll have to uh, move on to something else. Let me see. Why don't we do this? We'll have a little, um, uh, what do you call those things? Bumpers? Yeah. We'll have a bumper, and we'll be back. mentioned Joe Patty's a couple of times, and uh, it's a big seafood market. I mean, this place is big. You walk into it. Normally, seafood markets around here, around, you know, in Louisiana, they're, they're kind of like hole-in-the-wall places. You know, you, you walk in, it's, uh, it's not really a big store, um, but, but Joe Patty's is huge. Uh, I, 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 I'm terrible at, like, anything with numbers and measurements and all of that, so I, I don't even want to try to compare it to something else. But it's big. It's a, it's a big place. Uh, they've got a wine shop in there. They've got, like, a, a little grocery area in there where you could pick up uh, some prepared foods and also uh, just, you know, grocery-type uh, type things. they got really neat, like, imports from uh, Italy, olive oils and uh, various things. Uh, roasted garlic. Oh, my goodness, that, that stuff was phenomenal uh they had this like uh roasted garlic fresh garlic uh spread almost it was olive oil roasted garlic and it had been crushed and you they had bread out and so you can go taste this stuff just take it a slice of bread uh, uh french bread or they had like an italian uh type bread and you just put the roasted garlic spread on top that that was so good i had two of those little pieces of bread <laughs> it was delicious uh, they have gelato as well. The kids had some uh, gelato. Anyway, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Joe Patty's. Uh, it started in 1931. 
and really it was like just the back porch of Captain Joe Patty's, uh, Joe and Anna Patty's house. Uh, in the early days, the business consisted of selling fresh bay shrimp caught by Captain Joe and sold by Anna, uh, primarily for fish bait, they say. And this continued through 1935 when the name Joe Patty's Fish Market was established. And uh, from 1935 to today, Joe Patty's has become the world uh, has become world renowned uh, for its fresh and frozen seafood. People from every state and almost every country have joined in on the excitement of shopping or just browsing around at Joe Patty's for the cleanest, freshest, and largest selection of seafood. And I could say that's true. I mean, I would just go there. It's almost like Disney World. You walk in and just kind of hang out. Uh, it's got a real fishy smell, of course. Lots of uh, seafood there. Uh, out for you to see. It's just all in ice, like right. I mean, you're you're standing right next to it. I've got some pictures I'll put on the uh, on the website. Uh, but it's it's fun, and so we go hang out there. The place is packed, especially on Saturdays. Place is absolutely packed, and uh, I just can't say enough good about it. Anyway, I did have the opportunity while I was there to interview a couple of guys. They're brothers. Uh, they actually worked at Joe Patty's, and they they grew up. Uh, basically as neighbors uh, to the Patties, uh, well, as, as children, you know, most of their lives, uh, they grew up living as uh, next-door neighbors to the Patties. So uh, the, uh, the Patties are, are a good Catholic family. Uh, they're serious as far as their work ethic goes, uh, but they're very fair, and uh, they, you know, they, they take their faith seriously as well. So I will say one thing about this interview. I learned an important lesson. And that lesson is, when the interview is over, do not turn off the microphone. What I have seen, I've seen this before, and it happened again. When that microphone goes off, the interview is officially over, guess what? Some of the best conversation then takes place. It was so, I was kicking myself. I was so aggravated because we had such a great conversation, mainly about uh, the faith of the, the, the Patty family. And, and how that played a part, and how it influenced even uh, these two brothers as they were growing up. Uh, and, and it was just a great conversation. It lasted like another four, five minutes, and I just completely missed it. I was so upset. So, uh, good interview that you're going to hear right now. Uh, but once again, I, I, I've learned an important lesson. Never turn off the microphone until you're like walking away, and there's no chance of having any more conversation. So here we go. Well, we're at Joe Patty's right now, and who am I talking to? I'm John Putnam. I'm Tom Putnam. Well, good, and you guys are related then, right? <laughs> Brothers? Yeah, he's my little brother. All right. Well, we're at Joe Patty's, which is apparently, I mean, a pretty famous place, huh? I mean, this is a, a big seafood market. It's been here for a long time. Been here for that. a long time. Mm -hmm. And you guys used to work here, is that right? Yes, we did. Back in the early... Late 80s? Yeah, late 80s, I think, during high school, high school years, I think. And what did, what did y'all do when you were here? Um, we were both like retail stock boys where we would uh, bring the fish out, keep the, the counter stocked, and keep ice on the fish so that it would stay fresh and, uh, you know, appealing to the customers. So basically, uh, running orders out to the cars when people would buy them, if they're a large load, those right. kinds of things. Oh, cool. We, we'd even stand in to, uh, to operate the cash registers uh, during a pinch. So <laughs> I had a lot of uh, cash register experience, too. Oh, yeah. 
So y'all had a lot of hands-on with the seafood. Right? Yes, we did. How, how, I mean, there's so much uh, here. There's so much out. How long does this stuff stay good? Well, I, I think that if you buy it, uh, if, if it's fresh off of the boat, you can, as long as you keep it iced and uh, care for it properly at the end of the day, it will last, it'd probably be good for about a week, I would think. That's what oh, wow. I'm used to. Once it got, when, when you got a, I know that from experience, when they got a really big load of seafood in and they knew they couldn't sell it within a, uh, a an acceptable town, uh, amount of time, they would freeze, they would, you know, portion it out and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to sell this as fresh. We're going to freeze this and use this later, you know, either take the heads off and put it in boxes or uh, sell it. Uh, in large quantities to restaurants or things like that. So they, it, was, it was generally like about a, you know, anywhere between three and seven day cutoff point from yeah. what I remember. Yeah. I, icing was the key. And, um, and when we were working here, uh, was when Captain Joe Patty was actually here. And he was a stickler for ice. And if he didn't have enough ice on there, he'd let you know. He'd go, and buy, he'd go and buy it somewhere. If he ran out of his own supply, he had a very uh, capable and efi- efficient uh, system for generating his own ice, but there were times when there was so much business uh, that he would have to go actually go out with his trucks and purchase ice from other locations in order to keep the, the amount of seafood he had on hand iced properly. Iced so well, yeah, that's, your, that's your living. You better keep Absolutely. it iced down. <laughs> and there were times I recall, I think during Hurricane Frederick, where he actually had ice that he was giving away to people who needed ice in order to keep their food at home oh, wow. properly you know, refrigerated. And he was, I don't know that he sold it, but I think he was handing out ice sometimes too. So he was, he was always very much respected in the community and did a lot to help take care of the local population here. And then, I remember times when he had uh, customers from as far away as Atlanta, they'd come in in buses. Wow. And they would come in on a Friday or a Saturday and just, we would spend hours <laughs> trying to take care of the customer requirements, oysters oh or mullet goodness. or snapper, uh, a variety of fish. So it's been very well known, like, oh, yes. all over the place. Very right? well known. And, and back to your question, I mean, we would we would stock the counters at about 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'd, I'd say by 6 o'clock at night, we were, we were bringing it away. We probably turned the inventory over maybe you know, one, one and a half times. It was that, on a Saturday like today, I mean, we were, we'd go back in there and say, hey, we're out. Sorry, we're just out. We're out oh, of fish. Wow. I mean, it's, you know, so, you know, we, we, keep, we kept it in the cooler quite a, you know, as it came in, but we went through it pretty quick. Went through mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it really, really quick here. Now, when y'all were here, was the store as big as it is now? I mean, no. Was, no. They've Definitely added? Not. Oh, yeah. It's probably, in fact, where we're standing right now used to be a freezer, I think. And, <laughs> and the only thing that existed was just this one corridor. And these areas back here were either office space or other freezers. And there was a huge freezer above us. Because they had so much, so much inventory that they would get, that they would have to store it. So it was very, very capable. But it's even bigger now with, with the way they've expanded it. Uh, so it's quite an amazing operation. The founder, the, the guy who started this, it's, uh, it was Joe Patty. Joe Patty, absolutely. And he was around when you. Yeah, he was. Here. He was he alive was, when when uh, when he when we worked here. He would come in, and you always knew. When uh, Captain Joe was around, he'd, he'd, he'd still make his rounds and inspect things and critique you on this or that and make sure everything was, was going the way it was supposed to be going. And at that time, Sam, uh, his son, uh, he's, he passed away, uh, I think, 15 or 17 years ago. He was the manager, and he, he was totally in charge, and you knew he was the... He was the uh, manager, but whenever Captain Joe came on the scene, he was, he was, wow. everybody knew he was, he had the last word. <laughs> and at the time, Frank, Frank Patty, um, which is running the operation now, he was running Patty Industries, which is a shipbuilding company. And uh, they built 
uh, ships for the Corps of Engineers, Army Corps of Engineers. So it's interesting how it kind of went back around. Uh, yeah. I don't know all the details, but I know he built vessels not only for the Paddy fleet, at that time they had a fleet of, of right. vessels, but they would build fishing vessels for, for other other customers as well. I, I, I recall, I'm not, I don't know if my facts are totally right, but I, I know they were building a lot of, it used to be right out here, a, a dry dock and uh, facilities to build you know, seagoing vessels and large large fishing vessels too. So. Now, do y'all know impressive. anything about the big ship that's out here? Like right next to the building, they've got one. I don't know anything about that one. I don't know I if mean, it's baddies or what. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. I mean, this is a, a, a place is always hopping. Every time I've been here, it's hopping. Uh, and apparently it's been like that for years and years. Huh? Yeah, it used to be. I, we would, Tom and I would work, uh, I think that they were open seven days a week when we were here. But usually Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday were kind of like the slow days. And around Thursday, everything would start to really pick up. And you start seeing buses coming in from, like I said, Atlanta. Oh God, Friday was crazy. Saturday wild. was crazy. And, you know, just from, from about 6.30 in the morning till 6 o'clock at night, it would be just totally packed back to the wall uh, with people. And that's when they instituted the numbering system. And it would, it would, it would be insane. And how long? How far away is Atlanta? My car. Say about like four. You think six? That's well, you, you you live in Atlanta, so you tell me. Six hours. God, they'd get on a bus and they'd, they'd come out with cooler boxes and just fill it with all varieties of fish and you know seafood of all kinds. And in, in my in my days in the military, you mentioned Joe Patties and Nico's like, oh yeah, yeah, I stopped in there on a day trip or something and put a, put a hundred pound shrimp in my aircraft and took off. I'm sure you did that too. <laughs> oh, I, somebody. I think one or two times I did. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a great, great uh, tradition here in Pensacola. And uh, you know, they, he had uh, a number of sons and daughters who were involved in the operation, and Frank runs it now. And I know Sammy, when he was here, he was he was into it. And then uh, his sons Gerard, I think, and Joey was was, was uh, two of his other sons. They had um, uh, responsibilities in the business, and his daughters uh, too. So quite a big family, huge tradition. I know there's a lot of grandchildren probably now, and great grandchildren who are involved too. So uh, it's it's very very interesting and very very. I think uh, intriguing for Tom and I to come back after so many oh, yeah. years of being away from wow. it to see how, how it's continued to evolve. <laughs> I remember my hands being kind of scarred up and smelling like fish for, for days after I'd be done working. My mom would have to wash my clothes once or twice, oh, get that smell out, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I think about it fondly now. I've got a lot of respect for all these people. Oh yeah, you've been there. You know been what it's like. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank y'all so much. Well, I really appreciate it. Absolutely, we're, we're glad to be part of it. Well, in addition to the uh, the, the chorizo and uh, cheddar stuffed poppers, we also did some shrimp poppers. I used some provolone cheese and and wrapped that in uh, around the shrimp. Put the shrimp into the jalapenos. What uh, the trick is with that because you don't want to overcook the shrimp. What we did is we took the uh, the peppers and I, I, I prepped them and I put them on the grill and let them soften for a little while and then pulled them off, then put the shrimp in with the provolone, wrapped in bacon, stuck them back on the grill and, uh, and, and put them on there maybe five minutes or so. Uh, turned them once and left it, you know, turned over onto the shrimp side maybe just for a couple of minutes, pulled them. And they were, they were wonderful. So, matter of fact, we're going to do some more today. We've got more shrimp still. We bought quite a bit of shrimp there at Joe Patty's, and uh, we're going 
We're going to do some more uh, today. Now, I do want to mention to you that we have a throwdown going on right now. It's the Jambalaya Throwdown. Uh, if you've checked out the website, catholicfoodie.com, you'll see that, uh, or you should have seen, that we have uh, that Zatarans, which is a Cajun company out in, uh, in Louisiana and in New Orleans, been around forever. Uh, it makes all kinds of uh, Cajun seasoning, spices, uh, crawfish boil uh, spices, uh, jambalaya mix, all kind of stuff. Uh, Zatarans has issued a jambalaya throwdown. And Chef John Besh from the New Orleans area, he's also in on this. And I'm going to play a promo from him in just a second. But what happened was they sent me, Zatarans sent me uh, as, a, as a podcaster and a blogger, a, a promotional uh, pack. And it wasn't just a promo, promotional pack for me. I received six of them, one for myself and five to give away on, uh, on the blog and, and, and through the podcast. So uh, I sent a post out, I think it was like on Thursday uh, this past week, and the deadline for my contest, which is a contest within a contest, is today, tonight, by midnight. So if you get this and you listen to it today, then you still have a chance to get in on my, uh, uh, my contest within a contest. And what I'm doing, I've got to give five kits away. And the kits contain an apron, a uh, chef's hat, a wooden spoon, and a couple of uh, boxes of this uh, jambalaya mix. And what, what I'm doing is if you leave feedback at the, on the post on catholicfoodie.com, the la- latest post is on, um, on the jambalaya throwdown. And if you leave a comment there, then I will put your name in the hat for one of these kits and also, I guess what I'll do is if you're listening to this and you want to call, you can call 985-635-4974. And what you need to do is just tell me uh, an experience that you have had in your life where food meets faith. That's what I'm looking for, stories uh, in your own life of where food meets faith. And uh, if you do comment on the blog post, please make sure that you comment something along those lines. And if you want to give me a call, you can do that and, and leave feedback. And the deadline for my contest is 11.59 tonight. So Monday night, today is the 20th. And 11.59, I'm cutting it off, and uh, I'm going to draw five names. And those five names, they will receive uh, one of these kits from Zatarans. Uh, I want to ship these out as soon as possible. I'm going to ship them out tomorrow uh, because... The deadline for the Zatarans Jambalaya Throwdown is the 31st, right? The end of this month, the 31st at midnight or 11.59. So uh, I want to get the kits out to you as soon as possible so that you can practice and, and submit a recipe. And that's really the, the, uh, the heart of what the Throwdown's all about is submitting a recipe for jambalaya using their mix as a base, uh, I've mentioned this before in another, uh, another blog post on this throw, throwdown when I first heard about it. I don't use boxed uh, uh, mixes for jambalaya. I make it from scratch. Uh, I tend to make everything uh, from scratch if possible. Uh, but this throwdown really intrigued me, so I said, hey, I'm going to try this out. And uh, I've got some, uh, some of the mix, and I'm going to use it as a base, and I'm going to add more ingredients. I'm going to kind of doctor it up. And that's really what they want. They want you to come up with a recipe using their mix as a base 
and uh, you, you need to submit the recipe. That's all you have to do to enter. You go to zataransjambalayathrowdown.com, and there's a place where you sign up, and what you do is you submit. You just type in your recipe using their uh, mix as a base and uh, submit it. And you can look at all the details that tell you how, uh, how this whole thing is going to work and, and how they determine uh, whether or not you become a finalist. And then once the finalists are, are uh, chosen, they have a, a taste-off, basically, with judges from uh, different restaurants and, and people around uh, Zatarans in New Orleans. And uh, eventually they will come down to, I think, the top five. And they have another taste test with the top five. And uh, someone will be declared a winner. And I, I don't have it right, right in front of me right now, but I think it's $2,500 is the prize, uh, first place prize, $2,500, and, of course, the notoriety. So I will be submitting a recipe to, uh, for the, the Zatarans Jambalaya Throwdown. And my question is, are you? Are you going to submit one? Some of you, no matter where you are, you may have uh, grocery stores that carry Zatarain's Jambalaya Mix. If so, you can still go out and buy a box, even though uh, you may not win the, uh, the kit that I'll be sending out. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to win the kit. Go ahead and send me feedback uh, on the phone, 985-635-4974, or go to catholicfoodie.com and comment on that blog post. What is it titled? The title of it is, what is the title of it? I missed it. Are you ready for a throwdown? So go to that blog post and make, uh, leave a comment telling me where an experience in your life where food met faith, and, uh, and you'll get your name in the hat. Now here, real quick, it's less than a minute, I want to play the promo with Chef John Besh for the Zatarans Jambalaya Throwdown. Hello, I'm Chef John Besh of Restaurant August here in New Orleans, and I'd love to extend a challenge to all you jambalaya lovers out there across the country. Does your jambalaya recipe have what it takes to be the best? If so, you've got to enter Zatarans Jambalaya Throwdown Contest for your chance to win $2,500 and bragging rights, of course. Jambalaya is a New Orleans essential, each version reflecting the personality and the passion of the one who cooked it. I can't wait to taste what sort of passion and personality you put into your jambalaya. So if you're up for the challenge, just submit your tastiest jambalaya recipe, beginning of course with Zatarans Jambalaya Mix, to ZatarransJambalayaThrowdown.com by July 31st, 2009. I can't wait to see what you'll be cooking up, so be sure to enter. Les bons temps roulés, let the good times roll, y'all. So that was the uh, the promo, and I, I encourage you to to enter this. There's no harm in it, and it's fun. This is just a fun thing to do, and I'm looking forward to it. Matter of fact, tonight I'm going to do some more of those uh, shrimp poppers, uh, and I think I've got some uh, chorizo left. I might do some of those as well. But Char and I are going to experiment with a couple of different batches of jambalaya. And I might just Ustream some of that if I could talk my wife into it. Uh, she's not too keen on Ustream. And I still need to figure out a few things to see if I can get it going. But uh, we're going to try to do that. Anyway, I want to hear from you. What's going on in your kitchen? When have you had an experience of food meeting faith? I want to know all about it. So please give me a call at 985-635-4974 or email me at catholicfoodie at gmail.com.
And until next time, bon appetit.